You may read in the parish bulletin, my name is Father Bernard Olszewski, and yes, I am still a Polish boy. (laughs) Originally from New Jersey, I am now a priest in the Diocese of St. George's in Grenada in the Caribbean, which sounds nice, right? Yeah, except I live in Buffalo. And I know, I know what you're thinking. Buffalo, Caribbean, it's about the same, right? Now, I live in Buffalo because it's from there that I travel every weekend to a different parish in order to preach on behalf of the poorest of the poor served by cross-Catholic outreach. And it is on their behalf that I'm at St. Joseph the Worker this weekend. I'd like to thank Father Tedeschi very much for his kind invitation to allow us to be here yet once again. On this fourth Sunday of Lent, on this Sunday that we call Leitare, Rejoice Sunday, we rejoice because we, like the man born blind in the gospel, are invited to open our eyes to see that salvation is near to see that the passion and death and resurrection of Jesus is at hand. And our lives once again can be filled with the light of God's grace, pointing us in the right direction. Our gospel passage tells us that the man born blind never asked for the intervention of Jesus. Jesus looks at him and he looks into his heart. And what he sees is a person who loves God more than anything. Everyone around this man who had lived with him for years saw only what they thought they believed. And that was that somehow this man was sinful. But Jesus looks into his heart And he simply responds. He spits in the ground, he makes clay, and with that clay he places it on the man's eyes. And like the story of creation, in which man and woman are made of clay, this man is recreated through the grace of God. He is given sight, And suddenly he is able to experience the glory of God. But those around him can't accept this intervention in his life. Some want to believe that it's some imposter. The Pharisees do not believe that this could have been a miracle of God. And they throw him out. But Jesus seeks him. And he invites him simply to believe. And with two words, this man's life is altered. He says simply, I believe. And he worshipped him. To worship God after we have seen this light means that we have been recognized as true daughters and sons of a God who loves us more than anything we could ever imagine. 
And like Paul, we are reminded that we too must live and do the works of light. To do the works of light means that the grace of God works through us and in us and fills us so fully that the only thing that we can do is share that grace with one another and continue the work of this recreating universe, this ever-fulfilling story of salvation heading toward the kingdom of God. Each of us carrying out our role to be the light of Christ in the world in which we live. Not waiting to be asked, but like Jesus, reaching out to those around us who are in most need of that love, that acceptance, that light. So that through our actions, the darkness of the world can be transformed into the light of the kingdom. The sadness into joy. War into peace. Hatred into love. Until together as a single family of God, sisters and brothers joined in hands, walking along this journey of faith, we enter into the fullness of the kingdom that God has promised us from the beginning of time. Cross Catholic Outreach was founded to bring that same vision of the kingdom more fully into the lives of the poorest of the poor in developing countries throughout the world. We never believed that we have the answers to cure world poverty. Jesus himself says, the poor you will always have with you. But he never once said, and that's okay. He reached out to the widow, the orphan, the blind, the lame, the leper, the public sinner, everyone who had been pushed off to the sides and told, you don't count, you're not worth it. And because Jesus embraced them in his love, he transformed their lives. That's what you and I are called to do for our sisters and brothers in the world today. Cross begins with a simple idea. If you want to know what the poor need, ask them. Then seek ways to fill those needs. We don't create programs or projects. We're in long-term partnerships with Pope Francis, bishops, priests, religious, laity, people who have been given the gift of a missionary vocation, and they're doing great work. But they need the help of people like you and me to make that work possible, hopefully taking it to the next level, where we can break the cycle of poverty that has kept people enslaved for generation after generation for no other reason except they happened to have been born there. Our work began in the Caribbean, Haiti, Jamaica, the Dominican Republic. We're in Central and South America, Honduras, Belize, Guyana, Mexico, Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, Nicaragua. In Asia, the Philippines, Vietnam, China, Afghanistan. And in Africa, from Ethiopia and Kenya down to Zambia, Mozambique, and Malawi. Yes, 44 countries across the globe. And in those countries, we help sponsor about 285 different projects. They run the whole gamut of human need. So maternity clinics, hospitals, medical distribution centers, 
building schools, scholarships for children to go to those schools, orphanages, homes for children with special needs, homes for the aged, microloans for families to begin businesses, vocational and trade centers where young men and women can learn a skill, get a job, break the cycle. But before we can do those things, we need to address three fundamental human needs, things that you and I generally take for granted. Adequate food, clean drinking water, safe, secure shelter. Because without those, not much else can be done. So we continue to help to feed people. We're still partnered with Feed My Starving Children in Minneapolis. They prepare the packets of food that they call manna packs. Rice, beans, vegetables, soy, fortified with vitamins and minerals and iron. It's packed in a plastic bag, which has to be emptied into a quart and a half of water, and then it's boiled for a half hour. So even where there isn't clean drinking water, people can still eat. It's all donated. But they can't get it to the people who need it the most, and we can through our network of partners. When we send a 40-foot shipping container of manna pack to a country, we are able to feed 225,000 people a meal. Central America, that's about $7,000 for the shipping. So for $7,000, we feed almost a quarter million people. For me, that's loaves and fishes. Last year, we fed over 17 million people. But as we did that, I know for a fact, there were millions of others who still did not have enough to eat. I know that in the world today, there will be parents who have to make a choice. And the choice is which of their children will be able to eat because they don't have food for all of them. I don't want to live in a world where a child says to a parent, but it's not my day to eat. And I've heard that. Mothers in Haiti right now, they're making what they call good, good bread. But it's not bread. They scrape up dirt from the earth, mix it with a little bit of shortening, a few sprinkles of salt on the top, and then baked in the hot sun. And when a child cries out in the pangs of hunger and a mother has nothing, dried mud cakes are dinner because at least it's something in the stomach. In Guatemala last year, where I was privileged to be able to visit, I saw a mother carrying her son in a sling around her neck, his head resting on her chest. The child was about four years old, but he was unable to walk because he had been so badly malnourished that his bones simply did not form and he could never walk. His dark black Mayan hair had changed to red because of the lack of iron. When we can change that child's life, we will have changed the world one child at a time. We help to dig wells. From those wells, lay pipes to bring fresh, clean water to villages that have no access to it. <clears throat> I was in that same trip in Guatemala. 
a village of about 300 families. And their single source of clean water was a trickle that came out of the earth. And it ran so slowly that women who lined up to fill their buckets would wait as long as 14 hours. Then carry 40 pounds of water on their heads back a couple of miles to where they lived and the family was waiting to eat. They would do that too, maybe three times a week. Last year we dug that well. And by December we had laid the last of the pipes to bring fresh water to every single household. That village has been transformed. Hygiene has gone up and disease has gone down and life is never the same. That is how we change the world one well at a time. And we build houses. Because there are people in the world who live in conditions, even if I showed you, you wouldn't believe it. Because we wouldn't allow our pets to live there. We build a simple three-room cinder block home on a concrete slab. Tin roof, outhouse, cooking area. Nothing we'd like. But for those families, it's a dream come true because now they have safety, security, and peace of mind of a front door with a key they can lock. And that's how we change the world one house at a time. All of us, we are called to be missionaries because we're baptized into the life of Jesus, priest, prophet, king. We are the prophets of the gospel. Some are prophets and they give by going. Missionaries, feet on the ground, hands doing work. But most of us, we are called to go by giving. Thoughts, prayers, resources to change the world into the kingdom. This morning there is no special collection for cross-Catholic outreach. But I do ask for your help. If you look at the ends of the pews where you're seated, you'll see that there are brochures. And what I ask is if you pass those so that each household could take one home today. Three things I ask. First one, simply read the brochure because it reminds you who we are, shows you some of the people who work with us, people who are helped by us, and the way that miracles can take place. Because we work collaboratively, directly, no middleman, bottom up, and because 96% of all the funds raised by Cross Catholic goes to the poor, we do work miracles. $15 will feed 100 children. $50 is life-saving medicine for a child like a young man in Nicaragua, uh, Guatemala. $100, that's a family beginning a business raising chickens. $500, that's a pump for the well to deliver that fresh water. And for as little as $2,500, we can build a house in many of the places where we work. So please, read the brochure. Second thing, prayer. Please don't pray for the poor. Please pray with the poor. They who have nothing know what it means to trust God completely. The people in Guatemala, they prayed for that well for 30 years. If we could learn to pray as they do, we could change the world. So join your prayers with them. Last thing, please, can you be part of the solution offered by Cross Catholic through a donation? 
And to do that, rather simple. The top half tears off. Bottom half is the mailer. In that mailer, you place the check made out to Cross Catholic. Or you can use the credit card. Call the 800 number. Or go to our website, crosscatholic.org, safe, secure online. Please include your intentions. Every workday in the office, the day begins with an hour of prayer. Tuesdays, part of that hour are these intentions. Seal it, drop it in the mail, you are good to go, miracles begin to happen. If you're thinking, oh, I should do something like that for Lent, but you're afraid this will get lost somewhere, I will be at the front door at the end of Mass, and I'd be happy to take this from you. I will put it together, send it off tomorrow. This morning I come to you as a beggar. That's simple. But I don't beg for me. I beg for the poorest of the poor whose faces you don't see and voices you don't hear. Because I do know at the end of time there's a test. Simple one. Jesus will ask, When I was hungry, did you feed me? Thirsty, did you give me clean water? When I needed training or medicine or education or a house, did you help me? And if we can say, yes, Lord, I did that for the least of my sisters and brothers. I did that for you. Jesus will say, come, good and faithful servant. Your eyes had been open. You had seen the light. Come join in the joy of heaven forever. On behalf of the poorest of the poor, whose privilege it is for me to be their voice for you this morning. Thank you.